Tuesday to you and welcome back to another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. So I hope that your week is off to a great start. I hope that you have great plans for working on your goals this week. This is, of course, the place that we come each and every Tuesday to get powered up, to get energized for the week ahead. So I'm so happy that you're joining me right here on TVN Radio for another episode of Untapped Potential. So, of course, we have another packed hour for you this evening. Our guest will be Dr. John Loblack. And if you're from Dominica, uh, Dr. Loblack is certainly very familiar to you. He served as a broadcaster on the nation station DBS for several years. I think maybe about nine years he was a broadcaster on DBS. So he stopped by for one of our Facebook Live interviews recently to tell us all about his experiences and the, the challenges and successes he's faced along the way. And before I forget, in case you're interested in the information he will provide, his website is johnloblack.com. So J-O-H-N-L-O-B-L-A-C-K.com is his website. And he's an expert now in training and development, which is so important because as we know with COVID-19, so much of what we know about work is changing. So he stopped by to tell us about his own life experiences and also to give us some advice in general. So I'm so happy that you're joining us here for another episode of Untapped Potential. I look forward to being with you each and every week as we get powered up and as we use this time as a reminder of all the important life goals that we should be working on. And of course, it is Calypso season. It is carnival season in Dominica. So we want to continue to support our um, carnival uh, products in Dominica. And so stay tuned until the end of the program to find out how we are continuing to support the carnival efforts in Dominica. And also to find out what else is coming up this week on our Push Past 10 platform on Facebook. As you know, once we head off from Untapped Potential on Tuesday, we head on over to Facebook to continue the important work, to continue to promote and celebrate the work of our Dominicans and Caribbean people around the world. So you certainly want to stay tuned for after the interview to 
find out how we are continuing this work. So as we get the program started off, remember to start the week on a note of gratitude. Remember to be grateful for something in your life today. And as we get the program started, we want to go ahead and bring you this number from Rio, a song entitled Doo And, you know, we are so proud of Rio. As a matter of fact, I had an opportunity to have an interview with him on Sunday, and I will bring that to you shortly right here on Untapped Potential. What an incredible, an incredibly humble yet ambitious young man out of Dominica. His last video, Dudu, his last music video, received over a million views. And this is not the first time that Rio has received over a million views. So we are certainly proud of him, not only for his success, but for taking Dominica to the world. So again, I will be sure to bring you his interview at some point in the future. But as we get the program, Program started. Let's go ahead and enjoy this number from Rio, a song entitled Dudu. And then stay tuned for a portion of, of our Facebook Live interview with Dr. John Loblack as we get the program started. Little boy, how we looking? Hey, okay, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, little boy. Yeah. I like the way you do your beats though. Do 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 do. We start to break and break it to Do 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 do. My vibe put to the VM where I can get in where still tell you do. To ask me anything, I would go broke to see you happy and have everything. But don't rush me for marriage, no, no, no wedding ring. Then slow down all your breaks, we don't run in no race. Just shake your scenery and nobody can take your place. Don't ask me if I like you, you should know that I'm in love with you. I know I'm not the best, but I hope I can be your doo too, boo. Yeah, we're gonna put you in the middle of the night. 
to pay your bills? Has your income been impacted by COVID-19? Are you on track with securing your family's financial future? Let Badui Financial Services be your guide in this ever-changing world. From budgeting and finally eliminating your debt to protecting your income and leaving a financial legacy for your family. Badui Financial Services is your one-stop shop for securing your financial future. Give them a call today at 864-607-1361. That number again, 864-607-1361. Badui Financial Services, Integrity and Service is our commitment to you. Give them a call. Process of determining uh, definitively, do I want to focus 100% on training and development, which is my sweet spot? Or do I want to do coaching 100% or do I want to dive into the world of professional speaking? Sometimes I'm kind of caught because each one of them enables me to, to, to do what I do best, which is to help people realize that there is more in them than they allow themselves to, to, to realize. So, so for now, as we speak, in fact, my, my website, my renewed, my new website should be on, on this weekend. And the focus will be on training and development, more leadership development, working with new and emerging leaders to help them develop the confidence that they need to bring forth the competence so that they could lead more effectively. So for me, it's all about people, um, helping people uh, unravel the obstacles or find ways that they could get over, get under, or around whatever obstacles that, that, that they are facing. Uh, life is more exciting when you have obstacles. In fact, uh, it is said that if you are not facing any obstacle, you are standing still. So the more obstacles that are before you, it stands to reason or you can conclude that you are doing something right. So that is what I would like to start with. I'm into the education and, and development world. I also do a lot of motivational speaking in, in, in public schools and in nonprofit organizations and community organizations. Yes, and you currently own your own company, right? So tell us the name of your company and kind of just give us an idea of some of the training and development work that you're doing. The name of the company is pretty, pretty much come from my name. It's J Lead. It's John Loblock Education and Development Group, LLC. And the work I do for now, which is uh, helping nonprofit organization uh, increase your capacity, build your capacity. And by that, uh, I focus a lot on, on leadership development with an emphasis on emotional intelligence, um, resiliency, a growth mindset, and um, 
the nitty gritty of the five principles of exemplary leader. In fact, I recently became fully certified to, 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 to use that inventory, leadership practices and inventory, and the, the five practices that we sell or that we help management leaders appreciate that they would need to develop if they had to become exemplary would be the first one would be to model the way be the models that they want their employees to follow. The second practice of an exemplary leader, that would be inspire a shared vision. The next practice of an exemplary leader, which, which I market to, to, to leaders to help them grow uh, into becoming more than they ever thought possible, that would be to challenge the process. In other words, do not always go over the status quo. The status quo is what it is, but for you to move from where you are, you need to break down barriers. The fourth practice of an exemplary leader, that would be to enable others to act. Create the environment whereby you make it easier for those you lead to bring out the best in themselves. And the, the final practice of an exemplary leader, which is what I, I, I try to, to sell to, 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 to leaders, emerging leaders and new leaders, would be to encourage the heart. Mm -hmm. Because that is what will help the, the, those you lead give you more than you ever thought possible. Everyone brings something heavy to work every day. As leaders, we need to find ways to help them lighten that load. And the more we can do that, is the easier it will be for those who follow, who follow us to go the extra mile to help us as leaders and organizations fulfill or even exceed the goals that we set for them. Yes, and I can already tell that this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Um, John, so again, thank you for being here. Thank you for being our first official guest for 2022. And as we can see, the folks are coming in on the Facebook Live. So we want to say a pleasant good evening to uh, Jean merrifield Bannis. Uh, she says, good evening, Simone, locked in from London. Uh, mm. We have Agnes uh, Romney-Brown. We have Liz out there in Massachusetts. Thank you for being here. Louisa Jarpier in the UK. So the UK has stayed up very late this evening to be with us, John. So again, I want to thank you for being here as we talk leadership development. And I'm sure that leadership is especially challenged now during COVID-19. So, so what are some of the challenges that you're seeing in terms of leadership during COVID-19? I think when we think of a challenge, we could, we could also look at it as an opportunity. Right. The more flexible we are, the more agile we are, as not only leaders, but as individuals, the more we come to appreciate that change is inevitable, the easier it will be for us to dig as deeply as we possibly can to find the answers that we need to allow us to move and to dance, so to speak, with the changing genre of music, if I can use that, that, that metaphor. So the biggest challenge for leaders is to appreciate not where we were, but where we are. This is where we are. And if we had already set a vision for the organization, if we had already established the goals and the objectives, it would be easier for us to determine what we need to change, to start doing, to stop doing, to continue doing, to enable us to still fulfill the goals amidst the challenges that we face. Uh, the the COVID-19 was not man-made, so to speak, if I can, if I can say that. Not, I don't have any scientific data to substantiate what my, my assertion. But that is what makes us human. That is what makes us who we are. We were endowed with a brain 
And if we use that brain to the maximum, regardless of the obstacles that are before us, yes, we might be jolted. Yes, we might fall down. But as Les Brown always say, if you fall down seven times, get up eight times. <laughs> the only the thing that we should run away from is to give up. The moment you say to yourself or to your employees, to your organization, I do not know what to do. The chemicals in your brain will not go to work to provide you with the answers that you need to help you find a way out. But acknowledging, accepting that this is where we are. Collectively, we can find the answer. The mistake that some leaders make sometimes, the mistake that some parents make sometimes, the mistake that some teachers make sometimes is to believe that they are the only ones who can find a way out. No man is an island. If we use the human resources that we have at our disposal, if we involve them, if we give them the credibility that they need, it will be easier for them to dig as deeply as they can to help us find the answers that we need. If we can yes, find a way really, to... Go ahead. Yeah, go I'm ahead. really happy we're having this conversation, John, because I'm finding that many of us leaders and just you know regular folks, um, we're just in this mode of waiting and I'm so happy you're, you're talking about being able to adjust and move on because I find that so many people are still waiting for COVID-19 to be over instead of embracing all the opportunities that COVID-19 has now created. The opportunity, for example, to go beyond your immediate environment. So for someone like you who was maybe accustomed to teaching in a physical class, limited by your physical location in Florida, now you have the opportunity to jump on a Zoom call and reach people all over the world, even with this program right here. Now, instead of doing this in a physical location in Atlanta, now I'm reaching folks all the way in the UK, as we, we acknowledged on the live. What are your thoughts on that? It's all about perspective. And yeah. that's why the first place we need to tackle is the mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, how we look at things... Uh, will the results that we get will be based on how we look at things? Mm -hmm. uh, two men in prison. I heard that. I hope I'm saying it the correct way. They share the same cell. Every morning they go for the same exercise. They look outside. One feels that he is locked in, and all he sees is darkness. The other one sees light. He sees hope. Mm -hmm. And guess who survives? the one whose mind led him to conclude what I'm seeing outside is light. It is all about perspective. I mean, if you look at myself, you and I, we come from a, an island where I like to say that it's the only island in the Eastern Caribbean that Christopher Columbus would still recognize is Dominica. I grew up in a small house without any running water. But I saw an example, my mother. She believed that the kids would be better. And each one of the kids have master's degrees and more. We come from an island where the average American mistakes for Dominican Republic. But we, 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 something, a seed was sown inside of you and inside of me and inside those of us who saw the light, who believed that there was more to this life, who believed that there was more to... Dominica, who believed that if we just keep putting the left foot before the right one, if we keep doing the little things mm -hmm. consistently over time, 
but it starts with the mindset. And I love to say to people, if you have everything that you ever dreamed of, keep doing what you have always done. But if for some reason you are not getting the results that you thought that you would be getting by now, sit down and ask yourself, if I keep doing the same things over and over, what will I get? Yeah, and you know, John, that, that, that leads me into one of my favorite quotes. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If you're not willing to change anything in your life, nothing is going to change. It's as easy as that. But I'm happy that you brought up your mom because I don't want to get too carried away into the leadership conversation before we start talking about where you came from and some salient points, some salient points along the way um, that brought you to where you are. So let's just go back a little bit in history and just highlight some of the salient moments that brought you to where we are. But before we do, John, I have to acknowledge our viewers on Facebook because they're the best viewers in the whole world. We have Nicole Georges. I think you'd recognize oh, yes. him. Yeah, we work together. I think, yes. Yes, Yusika Isles is watching. Uh, let's see who else we have. Patricia Fontaine, Rosalind John, Rosette John Charles, Wilkins Chester, Francis uh, Rock, Hannah Mendez, Mario John Charles, and Nikki Martin, Julia, Julie Johnson, great to see you. Dave Birchman says good night to Dr. Simone, John, and Pushpas 10 listeners. So we have quite an audience with us, uh, John, and we encourage them to continue to share the live. And Nicole says hi, Dr. Jolo, great to see you. Nice yeah, so speaking, of, speaking of Nicole, let's go back a little bit in time and talk about what has brought you to where you are today. Well, you know, it's surprise, 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 surprise. All my life, I thought I was raised in only one house in Elliott Avenue, until my sister reminded me or told me that we actually lived in two different places in Elliott Avenue. I, said, I, I argued with her, and I said no. And I asked, how old was I when we were at the first place, uh, residential unit? She said two. I said, come on, you expect me to remember that? But so it's been a long, audacious road, so to speak. Fortunately for me, as far as academics are concerned, my sister was a natural. She was, she was what you'd call gifted. When, when, when she sat for the common entrance exam, she placed fourth. So that tells you how gifted she was. I did the common entrance exam twice. And on two occasions, they said I failed. Mm. However, wait not for Jane Finucane and a number of civic-minded uh, individuals back home. I would not have gone to high school, but they started the Com Dominica Community High School. And we, 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 we were housed at the technical wing of the Dominica Grammar School. And we had teachers from the leading secondary schools in, in, in Roseau. Uh, I remember um, uh, education minister, former education minister, Rupert Sarando. I remember Alvin Bully. I remember Josephine Joseph. They were teaching at the established uh, recognized high school. So they came in the afternoon, one o'clock to five o'clock to teach us. And it was there I started telling myself, you can make it, you can make it, you can make it. You see, before high school, all I wanted to do was play soccer. And I was told all I needed to get was C's. And I got C's. And for a long while, I thought all I could get was C's. However, after third form, I transferred to the Dominica Grammar School. And I remember having a conversation with then principal, Alvin Bully, in his office when I went and asked for the transfer on my own. He said, know that as a transfer student, you will not be allowed to repeat any class. If you fail the final exam, 
you will be kicked out. I remember tapping Mr. Bully on his shoulder and saying, I got this. And I've never looked back. But soccer, whilst I wanted to be a professional soccer player, and that dream was, was killed because in Dominica, it's got so many mountains to climb before you could actually get an opportunity for that. Soccer enabled me um, playing soccer. I was uh, 16 years old and playing with players who could be who could be my father. I was the captain of Dominic Grammar School. Uh, thanks to Mr. Ozzy Savre for his inspiration. After finishing playing soccer competitive, competitively, I started working at DBS Radio, but it was not easy to get into DBS Radio. That was one of my goals. I thought I could read, Simon. Trust me, I thought I could read. I applied to DBS Radio on five different occasions. Sometimes I refused to accept no. On the fifth try, I think Mutu Solomon, God bless her heart, she probably was tired of getting applications from me. So she invited me for an audition. And I mean, I walked from, from Pottersville all the way to DBS Radio a couple miles, Pottersville to Newtown. When I got to the radio station, Cara, Solomon, Cara Scotland was the secretary. She escorted me to the, to, the, to the studio and she said, Mr. Durant, Tim Durant will be for you in a while. Mr. Durant came shortly after, handed me some news so I could rehearse before he recorded my audition. I did the audition. And then he asked me to step out of the studio. He went and he, get, he got Mrs. Solomon. She came in. Uh, she and Mrs. Durant listened to my audition. And then when she was finished listening to the audition, she invited me to her office. And I sat down in that green sofa. And here's what she said. She said, John, your reading is not good enough to be placed on national radio. Oh my God, after all that effort. But then, Simon, I promised you I heard the sweetest but you could ever hear in your life. But I like your voice. I am willing to give you a six months probationary um, period of employment. If after six months you improve substantially, then we'll offer you a full-time opportunity. Simon, six months, I labored doing sports because that's what I knew. That's what I knew. Six months later, I was invited to Mrs. Solomon's office again. And she said, John, your reading has not improved to the point where we can offer you a full-time position. Remember I said I heard the sweetest bot previously, but Simone, this bot that she was about to say, and then she said was, oh my God. No one in the history of DBS Radio has ever reported on sports as enthusiastically as you did. I'm extending to you a one-year period of employment. I stayed at DBS Radio for nine years. I became the news editor. Then I went to Marpin. I was the news editor. Then I went to GIS. But John, you know, there are so many, my mind is like spinning with all the lessons that you're teaching us right now. And I can certainly see why you are a training and development professional, because I'm just thinking to myself, this all speaks to two things, having the right mindset and refusing to take no for an answer, believing in yourself. But my question to you, John, because these are all so important. But how do you train for that? Because that came from within you. But what if we want more Johns out there in the world? 
How do we train for that? Know what you want. And I, the, 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 there's one place where we can find all the answers that we need, or uh, many of the answers, I think, is called a book. Uh, I like to tell people in today's environment, it is so much easier to find the information you need. Uh, you can also find uh, a mentor or a model, someone yes. who is doing the things that you want to do. But I must give credit, though, Simon, to the mindset that I developed, to Mr. Curtis Down. I worked as an insurance agent for two years. And Mr. Tong gave me a book, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. Yeah. That's where the seed was planted and the rest is history. Right. So you're saying even if you were not brought up in the environment, and I'm really happy that you're so passionate about this, even if you're not brought up in the, in the right environment, you have to seek, up the, seek out the opportunities for mentorship. You have to first know what you, you wanted to do. Because, I mean, after the third time of applying for DBS, you could have stopped. You could have right. taken no for an answer and you could have stopped and said, well, you know, oh, they're not giving, you know, we like to talk in Dominica. They're not giving me a chance. They don't want me in their place. So I'm done. Five times. Well, my, my mother was instrumental too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I know, I know other challenges came along the way. Because, um, you know, I know there was a challenge in terms of getting to Midwestern State University, oh, yeah. which is where we both connected. We both went to Midwestern State University in Texas. So tell us some of those challenges as well, because those two are pretty profound. Simone, you should have told me I, need, I, I would need some Kleenex. I didn't know that. I mean, you should have told me that. You should have. I, I knew about it. Should have won. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to that. You know, you have now you have people in all over the world saying, "Oh, here's this guy is crying," but tears. These are not tears of sadness. You know what you've been through. Oh, Midwestern State University. Ooh, that's another story all by itself. Oh, yeah. I, I remember before leaving Dominica in 1993, December 28. There were a number of guys in the in in, in my community uh, at the time who had been to Texas. And they convinced me beyond a shadow of a doubt that, John, Texas is not cold. What you worrying about? Texas is great. Before I went to Tech, before I made it to, to Wichita Falls, Dollars and Cents trying to conserve as much as possible, I spent two weeks in Miami by my sister. And Simone, the day before, I boarded the Greyhound bus for a 36-hour ride to Wichita Falls, Texas. My sister took me to BJ's. My sister was taking me to BJ's to buy me some warm clothes because it was December, winter time. And I had the audacity because I believed the folks back home when they said, Texas is not cold. I told my sister, Texas is not cold. I do not want anything warm. The following day, we're on the bus and we're going. And as we're getting closer and closer and closer to Texas, I see about the bridges are, are, are sleep, slippery. I say, what a while. We stopped at, yeah, somewhere in Houston, and missed, when we got out, I, started, I was talking to somebody, and I see, like I was, my, you could see my breath. Yes. And as we inched closer to Wichita Falls, I couldn't feel any of my body parts. When we land, when we, when we got off the bus, and I was settled, because I was, at that time, I was Natasha Gabriel and Rosamond Blanchard, who, Rosamond and I grew up on, on Elliott Avenue together. We were sharing an apartment. Mm -hmm. I called my sister. And ask her to send me 
Uh, no knock on your country. You did what you felt you had to do. So I asked her to, to get the clothes for me. She said, no, I ain't getting any clothes for you. Just how she said, I ain't getting it because I, I brought you. I want to get you. It for you. Right, right. So the, the, the thing was, I thought I had enough money that I, I was going to be comfortable because in my mind, I'm going to work as hard as I possibly could to graduate in three years instead of four. But after we were, we were settled, I remember about the fourth or fifth night, I sat down on my single bed uh, and um, I started calculating the tuition. Mm -hmm. I calculated in board and large. I and think I we were, we've all been there and realized I it's said, not enough. I realized, well, I'm broke. I have no money. So I said, well, I, I can play soccer. I can try, try out on the school soccer team to, as, as a walk-on. So as spring broke into summer and, and practice started, I went out to practice, but nobody told me that the heat in Texas was worse than the heat back home. So here I was at 33 years old, trying to make a team that was packed with 18 and 19 year olds. And the only question I was asked is, how old are you? But we don't ask that kind of question back home. No, how old are you? I'm feeling like a grandfather among a whole bunch of kids. I worked out hard the first day. Well, I'm older, the body started hurting. The second day, the third day, I said, I don't think so. Our, our. I quit. I quit. I said, I need a job, but I still needed dollars and cents to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, uh, it, uh, Dr. Glenn, Randy Glenn said, if you hang with Carlos Thomas, may his soul rest in peace. Mm -hmm. He can guide you because Carlos was there a year before I came. And he did. There was a, a, a young man from Ghana, his name was Michael, and Michael is now today one of the top plastic surgeons in California. I didn't know, Simon, that the first bed that Michael slept on was a bed he found in the trash in, in Midwestern State. But he had a good heart. He hated the job as a dishwasher in the cafeteria. So Carlos told him I was looking for a job, so he, he found me and he told me if I was interested, then he took me to Bobby Masters, the then manager uh, at the cafeteria. I got the job for $4.10 an hour. To add insult to injury, Simone, the first done the job, Alfred, and maybe you can remember Alfred. I'm yes, not sure. I, Alfred do. Was, I Alfred, do. Bobby said to Alfred, let me know, show me what I need to do. And he brought me to the men's staff room. Yes. And it was filthy, Simone. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to clean that thing. And all I could do, Simone, I turned my face one way and I'm turning. And all I was saying is, mm -hmm. you left home working and sit and tie at, at mapping TV. Now you're cleaning somebody else's. That's all I was saying. But then I said, I was prepared to do anything that was legal and anything that was moral. Mm -hmm. I was able to graduate in three years. I couldn't get my diploma because I was still owing the university. But the good thing was, after I graduated from Midwestern State University and I moved on to Texas State University, Bobby Masters, who hired me at Midwestern State University, was now working with a new company, Compass Foods, and he hired me again. But this time, as a student manager, I was now telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. And so, and even after that, I had a one-year contract with the, with, the, with, the, with the company because they paid 50% of my tuition. I then had a, uh, worked with them for one year. 
So I moved to Connecticut to work with them for one year. So that is my story now, as, as, as brief as I possibly can be. Yes, and you know, John, fascinating again, as always. Uh, Gordon Henderson is actually on the Facebook Live. I thought you would hey, be uh, interested yeah. to, to know that. Yeah. And don't forget, I'm coming to all the Facebook Live comments. So I do see you on Facebook. And thank you for being here and continue to share the live as we speak to jo Dr. John Loback who is heavily involved in training and development. He has his own company, as a matter of fact. And we're just kind of walking through the journey of how he was able to make it um, in America, coming from Dominica, coming from very humble beginnings, like most of us. And, you know, John, you know, we share that experience from MSU. This is where we, we bonded. And as a matter of fact, I still remember the expression that we often use when we saw each other, uh, lay body boy. <laughs> and we both came from Bath State too yes and we both came from Bath State but you know and, and, and coming to MSU as a former flight attendant you know you coming from DBS where you wore a shirt and a tie and just realizing the importance of just being able to humble yourself right Humble yourself because there was a bigger vision, a bigger picture that we had in mind for ourselves. So I just kind of think it's so important that sometimes you have to break down all the way down to start building that character that's going to get you to the next level. What are your thoughts? Well, well, well for me, I'm looking back and uh, I'm not sure if you have you share the same sentiment. I felt my mother was the toughest mother anyone could have. In fact, um, when she was last here, we were driving from Orlando to Tampa, and I said to her, Mom, you know, if you were in America, probably you'd still be in jail for child abuse. And she said, I would do it all over again. Look at you. You did well. So yeah. we had somebody holding us accountable, mm -hmm. wanting us to do better than they did. Right. And as the last of three kids, Simon, I also think that helped me a lot. My sister was a natural, as I mentioned. My, she was going to send to, to Convent High School. My brother was going to St. Mary's Academy. I'm the last. And I told myself often enough that I'm not going to be the dumb one in the family. Mm -hmm. So I had, I, had, I had some people in front of me that I could follow. And the same applies to everyone else who's listening. No, it might not be your brother. No, it might not be your sister. It might be somebody you've never met in your life. But if you identify that what it is you want, or if you believe that there is more to you than what you have given, you can find someone. All you need is one person to believe in you. All you need is one, some, one person to be the wind beneath your wings and run as far away as you can from those who want to be the anchor on your ankle. And, and, and if you, if you, you, you can find those individuals. You are speaking to the choir because so very true what you said about not wanting to be the dumb one. Because for me, it was my friends, right? So here I was around, you know who my closest friends are. I don't need to name them. Here I was surrounded by all of them. I was the last to go to MSU. They had all left. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to be the one who got left behind. So now I have to work to ensure that I can follow. So it speaks, you know, so many important lessons. Who do you surround yourself with, right? Who are you spending time with? And I, I always, always say sometimes when you want to go from one point to another, it's okay to still associate with your former company. But the people you should really be investing time with 
are the ones who have gone before you, have created a path, and now they're inspiring you to follow the same path. So I'm so happy that you're, you're with us this evening, John, and I know that you have several lessons that you've learned along the way that I want you to share. And I actually used one of them as the title for the program. It says, get your ego out of the way. No one is self-made. So tell us about that lesson. Well, whilst we were, let me preface that by saying we all need an ego. Mm -hmm. We all need to feel a particular way about ourselves. But once we allow that ego to, 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 to entice us, for want of a better word, to be condescending to others, once we, allow, once we start feeling that we're more than someone else, then that is where we need to check ourselves. But we need a, a great sense of self-worth. We need to feel better about ourselves than anybody else feels. The thing is, we listen to the wrong voice. There's a voice inside of us, and that's the voice we should spend more time listening to. Instead of listening to all the noise on the outside, who don't know us that well, but will tell us, oh, no one in your family ever do, did this. What makes you think you can do that? Instead of listening to the voice that says to you, man, you come from little Dominica, what makes you think you can do anything? Instead of listening to those who hug at you, listen to those who say to you, Whatever it is that you want to do, you can find a way to do it. Again, all you need is one voice. And you have that voice, your voice. Because what people have said to you, what people say to you even right now, guess what? It is only true if you accept it as true. But you have to keep, remember, what you say to me is not me. That's about you. You're trying to project how you feel about yourself on me. So, yes, some might tell you, you think you all that. When Don't tell them, I, yes, I think I am all that. Tell them instead, I know I am all that. What people think about you is inconsequential. It's what you feel about yourself that matters. And the moment people start trying to pull you down is the moment you should start to realize that you're doing something positive, that they see that you're going in a different direction, a direction that they themselves do not believe they have what it takes to go. So guess what? They don't want you to go. The same way we say misery like company, we should also say success, love success. So if you want to be successful, find someone, not a million, just one person who is successful and have a conversation with them. If they are not alive, find something that they may have left behind. They may have left some writings behind. Or ask someone who may have known them. There is more than enough resources that you can use to pick yourself up from where you are. And by the way, I'm not a finished product. By the way, I don't only have blessings. I have a lot of blemishes. By the way, I have a lot of stuff that I want to, I need to work on. And if my sister is watching, my brother is watching, my mom is watching, they say, yeah, he does. But what I can say to you is, mm -hmm. believe in yourself more than you have ever believed in yourself before. Because as long as you still walk in the face of this earth, your work is not done. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so powerful. And you know, John, you have so many lessons that you've learned along the way. I know we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg because something else you also talk about a lot is an acronym called ASK. 
So ask, seek, and knock. So tell us about that. And you know, the word ask, actually, when it, the, the Bible talks about that, if you believe in the Bible, it says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock, and it will be open unto you. Unfortunately for us, uh, because some, uh, because of how we feel about ourselves, we feel it's a sign of weakness if we ask for help. But I want you to start understanding and appreciating and believing that asking for help is a sign of strength. Because the person whom you ask may be, the person who holds the key that you've been looking for. I remember, Simon, when I was doing my doctoral degree, uh, I was always the one who held the class behind. Why? Because when everyone else was ready to leave for the day, I had my hand up to ask a question. Unfortunately, many of us have heard over and over again, that's a dumb question. I want you to know that the only dumb question is a question that you do not ask. They are not dumb questions. There might be dumb responses. But whatever response you get to the question that you ask, you can ask yourself as quietly as you possibly can. What is that answer teaching me? What can I take? What can I learn from the response that I just got? So asking is one of the major tools, the main tools. In fact, let me put it this way. Your ability to ask questions is like the most powerful weapon that you have at your disposal. Not asking makes yourself weak. Asking makes you strong and will always set you up for success as against not asking because of what you think someone else might think about the question that you ask. You're asking the question for yourself, not for anyone else. And by the way, the question that you ask, based on who's around when you ask that question, the answer might also be helping them. Yes. I hope I answered your question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Powerful information. And then just one of one other of your lessons because I know you're on a yes, yes, I know you're on a time crunch. You actually have a client in a, a little while but I, because i think we have the worst experiences and it goes back to what you mentioned because you know when i was younger there was a relative of mine who said why am i looking into going to college how am i going to pay for it with the the rum bottles because my father was an alcoholic was i going to pay with it using his rum bottles so let's talk about the importance of first identifying I, uh, you're breaking up. So, um, relationships I'm, within your family and what can, can be done about them? Well, I, I, that takes me back to 2001. I was uh, a substitute teacher. That's how I got into teaching, a substitute teacher at a, at a middle school, Benny Dover Jackson Middle School in, in, in Connecticut. And I gave a presentation on goal setting. And we talked yes, did, about that did you very hear the question thing. about toxic family members. Yes, yes, yes. I I I heard the question and and about toxic people in your in your family. So I did a presentation on goal setting, and I encouraged the student to only share their goals with those whom they believe have the best interests at heart. Do not share your goals with even members of the family who do not believe in them. And one student asked me, "So what do I do about the negative people in my family?" I said, there's nothing you can do except pay attention to what you share with them and how much time you spend with them. Your family is your family. You have no decision in who your family is. 
However, you have 100% control if how much of your, your ideals, how much of your vision, how much of your goals, how much of your aspiration you share with your family and who in your family you share those with. Now, I'm not encouraging you to disown your family. I'm only encouraging you to share your aspirations with those in your family who have your best interests at heart. Do not try to, the worst thing you can do is to try to change somebody who does not want to be changed. Accept people for who they are, but keep working on the person over whom you have the greatest control, yourself. Yourself. And it's easy to identify toxic people by the things they say, by how they spend your time, who they spend your time with, and what they say to you when you share something positive with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, very well said. And let's just take some of the comments on the Facebook Live because we have quite an audience um, who is joining us for the evening. So we have Jerry Tewitt who is watching, and Marie Favrier is watching, Basi Tuse is here with us, Dada Hyacinth, Gabriel LeBlanc is also here. Nicole Jerry says, it's absolutely the right response, truthful analysis, followed by encouragement and training. Sarah Charles, good to see you. Mickey Devon, Marla Henry, Pearl Williams, Marcelin Edwards, John, the list goes on and on. Beverly Johnson, Jacqueline Lestrade, uh, Mr. Gordon Henderson, I mentioned. Marcelin says, good evening, Simone, your guests and everyone on this link. Nice to see you. Beverly Johnson is here with us from California. She says, good evening, Dr. Simone and guests. Blessed and safe evening. Uh, let's see, Jane Bertrand, Debbie Murphy, good evening. Joanne Farrell, nice to have you here. Bella L, great to see you. Tom Francis, great conversation. Your attitude determines your altitude. So very true. Uh, let's see who else we have. Sharon Dorable, good to see you. Uh, Beverly Johnson, we have to believe in ourselves and know we can do anything through Christ who strengthens us. Very nice. Uh, Margot Larock has a question for you. She says, why are you so smart, Mr. Loblack? Yeah. <laughs> Smart, um, I, I hope none of my teachers from back home are watching this uh, Facebook live because smart is not a word that you'd, uh, I, I would use to, 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 to describe John or associate with myself. I think what, what I have done more than I have, more than I have ever done before, I'm a ferocious reader. I read, uh, uh, at least I try to read a book a, a book a month, a book a week. So I read at least 48 books every year, but I'm going to cut back, try to get more deep into the, the books that I read instead of reading uh, a volume. In fact, I asked my sister not too long ago, um, did I used to read a lot back home? And she didn't answer verbally, but she gave me that look and said, okay, John, you were not reading anything. Yeah. So I read a lot. I, I, uh, that is where that, I, I spend a lot of money on, on, on books and I attend a lot of training and development because I, I have learned that everything that you want to learn, someone else has already written about it. And if you want it, you, you, you can find it. So, And I try to, to, to associate with as uh, many people as possible who are singing the same song like myself, going in the same direction, because, boy, I'm a work in progress. Uh, I wanted to build myself into a three-story house, and I'm only on the first floor. So I got some, more, I got some building to go. So oh, I like that. Nice. I love that. Uh, Glenda Schillingford, uh, very good. Very good. Sadly, true. Great advice. Everyone is appreciating the advice. Uh, Debbie Murphy, son... 
Words Sound Words John Gloria Leras is here, Sherry and Dorival. Uh, Margot says powerhouse in the house, Sharon Bellet, Nixie Alfred. So everyone is here to thank you for being a part of the program. Now, John, just a quick question before we wrap up. What would John today say to John back in Dominica who had not yet figured out a way, a direction for his life? It's interesting. I'm starting a podcast called The Five Questions, and that's one of the questions that, I, that I'm going to ask. What, what advice would I give to my younger self, so to speak? I would have told John that there's only one John Loblack in all the seven-plus billion people who, who roam this earth. There's only one John. Therefore, you have to do the things that John feels is the best things for John. In other words, listen more to your inner voice instead of the outside noise. That's what I would have said to John. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And just kind of remind us your business. What do you do? How are folks getting in touch with you? Uh, what are your offerings uh, for your business? Well, I'm a professional development uh, consultant. I work for John Lowblack Education and Development Group, LLC. I do training uh, primarily focusing on, on mindset, emotional intelligence. I also for, do resiliency, uh, how to be more resilient. And boy, we need that today. We need that. So I help people develop greater confidence in themselves and route to becoming more competent so that they could be more effective in life. And yes. uh, what I what 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 I work with people on, and know it, it it applies to your professional life and your personal life. Although I believe we only have one life, because it's impossible for you to be a good listener at, at home and be a horrendous listener on the job. So I help people realize that there is more to them than they're giving out. Yeah, and share your phone number, website. My phone number is 813-751-6458. My website is www.johnloblack.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I haven't gotten into Instagram. I know I have an Instagram account, but I, I have not gotten there yet. I, I'm kind of yeah, slower right. than, the, than, the, than the younger folks. But I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm, right. Yeah, and, and just one final point, because I know you have a client that you have to attend to in a little while, but let us just spend a couple of minutes, John, on the word no, because I think so many of us have dreams, so many of us have important things that we're trying to get done in this life, but sometimes after a while, you've heard no so many times, or you know, you send an email and no one responds to you. How do you keep going? What keeps John Loblack? pushing forward when he was applying for DBS and got knows all those times when I'm sure you've had opportunities that you were looking at in the U.S. that didn't pan out. Why didn't you just crumble and, and find a corner and go sit down and hide? Because that's not what I wanted to do. I thought I had the best voice to be placed on radio, so I was not going to stop. And mm -hmm. uh, So my advice to everyone listening is, how badly do you want it? Mm -hmm. How badly do you want what someone else is trying to deny you? I've heard a long time ago, you can find your way around it. You can find your way over it. You can find your way under it. If you want it bad enough, when someone says no to you, if you're asking for something that you feel deep in your heart that you want, ask, what can I do that will lead you, entice you, influence you, persuade you, Manipulate you. Yeah, so again, 
that was a portion of an interview from Dr. John Loblack, and I think you can see all the important lessons that we are able to draw from his life and his experiences. And I thought the information that he's, he provided to us was so valuable that I included it as part of our tip and our goal for this week. So, you know, we always have a tip and a goal and a, a tip for the week. And I just thought I would let his interview run to cover the segment of the program, which is our tip for the week. So I hope you found the information valuable and I hope that you're able to extract information that you can apply to your life. So here we are at the end of the program. It is wonderful to be here with you each and every Tuesday for Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio, where we come together to get energized for the week ahead. And at the beginning of the program, I mentioned that we're continuing our effort to promote Dominica's Carnival because as we can see, it is already the end of January. And unfortunately, we have not heard from the government officials in Dominica with regards to what Carnival is going to look like this year with all this COVID-19 uh, pandemic that is still ongoing. So we have to take the lead. We have to take the lead and we have to continue to promote and celebrate our culture, our carnival. So our Dominica virtual carnival has been going great. We've had two performances and speaking of which, I will go ahead and include uh, last Saturday's performance as our featured video this week. If you're a regular listener to the program, you know that we have a featured video every uh, week on pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0, pushpast10.com. We have a featured video, so I will be sure to post the video from our Dominica's Virtual Carnival. We had Richie Farrell as well as DJ Shan. And they did a wonderful job of pretty much uh, taking over the Q95 radio station and just giving us a great time on Saturday. So I will be sure to post that as our featured video for this week. And of course, uh, again, we go over to Facebook and YouTube once Untapped Potential is finished on TDN Radio. So you can join us at Push Past 10, both on Facebook and YouTube. And this week, we have a very special program coming up on Thursday. The Dominica Sifocal Alumni Association has reached out to us. And they are ready to tell us about some important work that they're doing, especially as it relates to providing dialysis machines for the new Marigat Hospital. So again, you don't want to miss that interview with the Dominica Sifical Alumni Association. So that again will be this Thursday from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Dominica on Facebook and YouTube at Push Past 10. So again, it's been wonderful being here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. I look forward to being here with you each and every Tuesday from 5.30. As I look forward to being here with you each and every Tuesday as we continue to get energized for the week ahead and we continue to remind ourselves 
of the important life goals that we ought to be working on. So until next week, I want you to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active. Until we meet again next week, same time, same place, you take care.